Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven Podcast. Welcome to Season 5. Ooh, uh, made it! In this episode of Camden Cast, we will be getting into Season 5, Episode 1. The title is Here We Go Again. Here we go again. Or in Germany, it is called Rage Been Inflamed. Uh, Our IMDb user synopsis is, Eric rightly predicts the kids only be get more trouble in the new school year, yet Annie enrolls for a college course. Simon has no friends at his new school except Fat Jim, whom he lets drag him along into minor vandalism as gang initiation. Matt grudgingly admits he was stood up at the Vegas altar by Heather and lacks the heart to ask her again. Lucy's party summer is punished by Andrew, who toured in Europe because his dad wanted to separate them, made an irreparable mistake in southern France. Although Mary only starts at a minimal wage job, she buys a credit and still won't decide about college. Off to another great start with oh that synopsis. God. Gang initiation? None of that was correct. Hardly any of that was correct. Um, so what Vegas? was your first impression? Um, Mary's a completely different human being now. Yeah, they they really were not consistent at all with her character development. Like, Or no, they were through season four. Well, some people argue that the vandalism thing wasn't consistent, but I'm still going with the peer pressure, gang mentality, they were all upset kind of thing. Um, but she's just totally a new person now. Um, I'm just going to say that, in my opinion, a lot of the interactions between Mary and the Rev kind of paralleled um, what the media was covering with Jessica Biel and her gear photo shoot and Stephen Collins's reaction to it. Felt like you could have... There was a lot of meta things going on where it felt like the conversation could have been also happening between the actors in real life and not only the characters on the show. Yeah. I mean, that's completely my speculation, obviously, and there's no, like, substantive proof about this, but mm, that's what we're about here at Camden Guest. Speculating. Yep. Fanfic. Fan- oh my god, All the- so much fanfic in this episode. So, um, we'll start with the cold open, which is the, Re- the Rev and Annie getting ready for bed. Um, when Annie tells the Rev that she wants to go back, like, she's decided that she wants to go back to college and take courses in early childhood education, and the Rev is the worst human being on Earth. Oh yeah, he's a complete asshole, and this continues throughout the episode. Um, about Annie going back to school. He thinks that she already has a lot on her plate at home with seven kids and that there's no time. And Annie very smartly points out that that's why he's there to help out. It's only going to be like a couple of hours, two to three days a week. She's only taking one class, yeah. yeah so, But he his reasoning for everything being, like this not being a, the right time is because they have the twins because Ruthie is going to end up being worse than all of the other kids combined, because Simon is going to high school. Because and high school boys are terrible. Because Lucy's entering her senior year, and they just had another daughter who kind of, like, collapsed, self-combusted, basically, in her senior year. Mary is not going to school and is working 
random jobs. And then they're like, oh, when we need money, for, like, well, and Andy's like, oh, Matt's out on his own. And he's like, Matt's hardly out on his own. He sleeps out on his own, but, like, I don't know, he still is a burden on our lives. So, um, basically, the Rev is just like, absolutely not. I will not allow this. And Annie is like, well, I don't know why he goes, he's like, leaves the bedroom. I think he, like, can't stand to be in the same room with her at the moment. So like, And Annie's like, okay, well, wherever you go, get some sleep because you need to watch the twins in the morning because my class is at 8 a.m., um, and he's like, oh, when were you planning on telling me? And she's like, right when I just told you, right now. Um, so yeah, it's a, I think the, I don't know, I feel like we've had a, a, a few episodes in the past where the Camden Camerons have disagreed, but it's very much like either resolved quite quickly or it doesn't last the entire episode. But I feel like this is one of the first times we've had them, like, fight through, like, it's a main thing that happens throughout the episode. And it's something that's, um... That's uh, acknowledged by the rest of the Camdens. Yeah. In that, like, everybody else is like, we know you're fighting. Are you going to get divorced? So, yeah. Anyway, um, so... We have new credits, new opening credits. Uh, All the scenes are new. Um, Maureen Flanagan, who plays Shauna, is outside of the opening credits now because she's not going to be on the show anymore. But, yeah. Um, And so we'll start with Matt, who was the big cliffhanger of um the episode yeah (laughs) i feel like the way that i would have done this if i was a seventh heaven exec would have been to just pick up right where we left off but instead we're led to believe that it's or it's been a couple of months since the season finale um which means it's been a couple of months since the supposed marriage um and apparently like no one knows anything is different well the the Camerons think that something's up they're like oh Matt that we th- they think that they're shacking up um and they're like oh no Matt can't live with Heather they're not married but it kind of gets rid of the like suspense that somebody would have felt I feel like watching this live like really thinking, quickly right like yeah because you know like you end the episode in May and you spend the entire summer being like I wonder if they did it and then it, it comes back in September or October and the you don't find like you're like, oh, well, clearly they're not married if, or, you know, like, it. I don't know, it gets rid of it. So we find out that, well, Matt comes to visit um, after everybody leaves for breakfast, and it's just him and the Rev. And the Rev's like, uh, they, like, kind of talk around each other a little bit. Well, yeah, the, I forget exactly, the Rev asks weird questions, well, I don't know, and, and finally Matt says, um, that he's like, just ask me whatever it is that you want to ask me. So the Rev is like, are you and Heather living together? And he just says, we did a very stupid thing. And then it was, you could tell that that's where it would cut to commercial. Um, so obviously they were trying to keep the cliffhanger going because they want people to... St- but it comes back and it's a flashback to the day when they were supposed to get married. And um, in that... Uh, it, like, the, we see that Heather, when they ask uh, Heather if she wants to take Matt to be her husband, she doesn't say anything, and then they, she walks away, and they leave. So they, we know that they, then it comes back to real time. The way that they do this also is Matt walking away from the, from the altar in the flashback, and that somehow connects to Matt walking away in real time, or, like, in, like, the present time in the episode, but the transition isn't that good, so it's a very weird, like, 
episode and cinematic like like camera moment also. Um, I'd also just like to say that they did not get married in Vegas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> the first thing that was incorrect. Um, so then the Rev is like, you are telling me things that I, I didn't ask you about this. I asked you if you're living with Heather. And Matt's like, no, well, we have to break up because I've been so angry since um, since she did that to me. Um, but I don't know how to do it. And he starts, like, asking the Rev how he should do it. Then he's, like, asking the Rev to do it for him. Um, and the Rev is like, nah. <laughs> yeah, which then brings into question, like, clearly, this is now the first day of school, so we're thinking it's September. We know that um, the last episode of the season happened somewhere in the summer. like Yeah, May. May. Let's say May. Well, like, school was over first. for, like, Simon and Dina. So, so like... May, June, June, right? So that means that Matt and he- and Heather have still been dating, have been spending enough time together um, that, like, the parents thought that they were living together, and somehow Matt has been wanting to break up with her since then. So, right, like, he's just been holding this all in for, for months. months. Like, come on. Um, we return to this when um, they're at dinner, and we see Barry Watson doing his comedic acting with some eating of corn. Yeah, he's really munching on this corn. Uh, and Annie tells the Rev, she's like, oh, why don't you go get us dessert? Um, and the Rev isn't catching the, her drift, and she's like, I have to talk to Matt. And Annie breaks up with Matt. <laughs> Basically, um, so Heather and Matt and Annie are in class together. Apparently Heather had a conversation with Ma- with Annie. Did I say Mary? No, Annie. Um, and Annie, like, relays that conversation to Matt, and Matt's like, oh, my God, I can't believe my mother is breaking up with me. And he kind of storms out. But again, this is just like the thing with Shauna. He didn't want to have to break up with her, and then it was done for him, and now he's like, I'm so upset that the thing I wanted to have happened happened. I don't, yeah. This is why Matt is so, like, has dropped so lowly on our rating system. Yeah. Um, we, he gets back to the apartment where Heather shows up and they kind of have a conversation where Heather's like, look, the only reason you didn't break up with me is because I'm deaf and you feel sorry for me. And I don't like your, I don't want your pity. I want you to treat me normally. And Matt's like, of course I'm mad at you. And he kind of goes on this tirade about how it was really messed up of her to walk away from the altar like that and she says well you surprised me he's like surprised you enough that you said yes came to the chapel with me like did all the things right before you had to say i do and like he's mad about it but basically they end up breaking up mm-hmm. and they're right back where they were the last time where they're like let's not be friends because it hurts too much and it happened so recently and she kind of just walks out of his life well we find out um so then Matt calls Annie to just be like, thank you, blah, 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 you're my mother, great advice, etc." And he's like, Heather, off screen, apparently told Matt that she, the reason she f- had some doubts about marrying him was because it was right after he had broken up with Shauna and she didn't want to feel like he was behaving, like that he proposed to her just out of all of the emotions of not being with Sean anymore and, and her having said that she loved him. So um, she said that she didn't know if she would ever be able to, like, lose that feeling of um, 
basically that the engagement wasn't genuine. Um, so I guess that was a good point. Uh, it was, but they like, they got us all excited about, or not excited, but like. Yeah, I was really rooting for them. Not even rooting. I just mean like they put all this time and drama into the end of Shauna's, like her, his relationship with Shauna and the beginning of his relationship with Heather. Like it was the beginning of the rest of his life right, kind right. of thing. And then it just feels like, like they came back to the writer's room and were like, nah, and just ended it. Which is actually what it feels like they did with everything in the beginning of the season, but whatever. Um, or like they couldn't pay the, act, the other actors enough to keep them, so I don't yeah. know. Um, well, I also want to point out that the entire time that this conversation is going on, John is in the bathroom. Oh, yeah, when they're like breaking up. Yeah. And then it, when Heather leaves, he comes out and he's like, thank God, thank God that's over. <laughs> like, like, okay. The relationship or the conversation, did he feel like he couldn't come out until they were done? And Matt, uh, Matt's storyline ends with him calling Annie and basically saying thank I you. Said, yeah, I said that. No, I thought you t- you said that about yeah, no, Heather. Like, well, no, I said that because yeah, no. during that conversation I, well, is when, say, when he says the thing about Heather's reservations. What I was going to mention was we also find out that the reason that Annie has been kind of off with Matt is because Annie was upset that she wasn't invited to the wedding. Oh, yeah, and she lays out all these guidelines for when... Matt does get married, that he has to invite the family and that it should, you know, the Rev should be the one to marry them and it should be at their church. Um, spoiler alert, does not happen. <laughs> uh, none of that happens, actually. Uh, so moving on to the person that most most likely to be most changed. Is uh, Mary. Uh, Mary ha- is not going to school and she's been working... Um, I guess the rep describes them as, like, menial jobs over the summer. And she's starting a job, like, this the first day of school. She's starting at the pool hall. Um, And we see her. She has a conversation with the rev in the morning. I don't—it didn't really seem important, uh, other than the fact that they have a limited number of cars, and Lucy has to take all the kids to school. Um, And then now the rev needs the car to, I don't know, go to the church, do something with the twins— uh, whatever. And Annie is taking another car. I already count that where No, that that's the problem because Annie needs the car to go to school to oh, go to school. Oh. And um the Rev's being very selfish. Remember he's being an asshole this entire episode. He's like, Well what about me? And Well Mary's also being unreasonable because yeah. Mary's like, Okay, well I'll drop you off at the church and then I'll go to work and the Rev is like, No, I'm going to drop you off and then I'm going to take the car. So then Mary's at work. We see her go up to her boss, and she's like, can I get a few hours off? It's like, during we get her shift was supposed to be during, like, lunch to dinner. Um, and she's like, okay, now that the lunch rush is over, can I have a few hours off? I need to go car shopping, which is, like, the first thing that is just ridiculous. Like, in the middle of her shift, she's like, I need a break to go buy a car. Um, and she tells, she's like, I made 20, and the the guy's like, how can you afford a car? Like, I can't even afford a car. Um, and she's like, well, I made $20 in tip, tips and that plus my minimum wage, you know, like, she's like, I figure if I stay for dinner, I'd make $50 in tip and compounding all of the money I will make, um, I'll be able to afford a car in no time. And the guy was like, 
no. Um, that's not really how that works. You've only been working for three hours. You should probably, like, realize if you like the job first before you make such a commitment. It's like, it doesn't matter if I like the job. I need a car. It's very, like, circular reasoning. And she, like, she's a moron, like, <laughs> frankly. She... Go, she goes up to the boss, right, as Aaron says, to, like, ask for time off. And and the boss is like, well, you should be wanting to work more, so I have a reason to pay you. And uh, Mary's like, well, you don't have to pay me for my for the time I'm not here. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, she was like, there's no work for me to do here. And he's like, you should find some work for you to do here. Like, you or don't, make yourself useful. Or don't tell me so you're getting paid for just being here. Like, yeah. come on, woman. So, anyway, she does get the time off to go buy a car, but the guy's like, you get an hour for a meal, and that's it. Um, so... She buys a car. She buys a car. Um, and we don't see the car at first. First, we see the Rev and Annie yelling at her because they're like, what is wrong with you? Um, this was a very foolish decision. And she's just like, oh, well. Um, and this kind of leads back into the argument between the Rev and Annie, where the Rev is like, this is your fault. If you had been at home and not at school, you could have stopped this from happening. Or they at least sort of had another car and then, you know, but so. Um, and then he's like, this is clearly, you're the one that told her to buy a car, so. So then we see her car and it's this tiny little sports car, um, very impractical. Uh, and we gather that it was very expensive and all the other kids, well, Lucy and Simon see it and they're like, whoa, how are you going to afford this? Um, spoiler alert, she is not going to afford this. Uh, and I don't the, really know, that's like kind of it until the end when she... Has her conversation with her dad. Yeah. I just want to say that like we are given a lot of hints that um, Mary, quite like her older brother, is not able to keep jobs. She seems to be having a different job every week and every, like her dad and Lucy and Simon keep on reiterating the fact that like she can only pay for this if she keeps a job which she hasn't been able to do so far yeah um so at the end uh I think the theme well like I think you can say the theme of this episode right now uh it's one is being angry right but not mad it's a couple of themes people doing stupid things and uh, two people being angry like people directing the anger they have towards person a towards a person that is like person B or C or D. So we find out that the Rev hasn't been angry at Annie. He's actually angry at Mary for not going to school. So he has a heart-to-heart with Mary, but doesn't really solve anything because I think the Rev is still pretty, like, fed up with her. And Mary is still an idiot. <laughs> yes. Um, so he says, basically, look... Uh, it's you, you bought it, you have to pay for it, I'm not going to pay for it. And if you decide to go back to school, you still have to pay for it, I'm not going to pay for it. And she's like, no worries, if I go back to school... Uh, I'll sell it. And he's like, you're not going to get like back the money you spent on it, though. It's going to be a different price. She's like, great, I'll make a profit. It's like, that's right. not how that, that works. But again... They, you know, Mary just won, like, an award in high school for, like, being an exceptional student athlete. Like, she's not stupid, but they're totally just backpedaling and, like, never mind, this is a totally new character now. Forget everything you've learned about Mary Camden because here we are, season five, we're making a blatant... And it's blatant yes. the way they're doing it. It's not even, like, you know, character building up until this point has been kind of just repeated behaviors, habits, and just you know, re- reacting to situations. 
But now they're going out of their way to make Mary say and do things that are very, very foolish. Um, and, like, the... And the thing is, like, her actual reason for not going to college, which she reiterates this time as well, which is, I'm not going to go until I know what I'm going for, is a very smart thing to say. But the fact that it's, like, shrouded in all of this dumb stuff that she's doing and saying, it, like, you know, it just, her character, it just, I don't know, I'm, like, kind of annoyed at the show for doing this. I get, like, there's all this other, like, behind-the-scenes drama going on with Jessica Biel and so on and so forth, but, like, it, it kind of seems, like, spiteful and petty. Yeah. Like, they, they could have written her out of the show in a very different way. Right. They could, should, they, honestly, they should have just killed her. And she had always just been so, like, level-headed. Right. And, you know. Like, kind of, like, ditzy, but in, like, a I'm a teenage girl kind of way, but not in a... Like, I'm, like, stupid yeah, kind of way. way. Um, so yeah, that's really Mary's storyline, and, uh, as predicted by, like, the conversations we're having in this podcast, it very much sets up season five for her. Mm Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I have a pretty, like, general idea of what's gonna happen, given... Yeah. Well, mm. all right, so, um, moving on to Simon. Lucy. Lucy. (laughs) Um, so, Lucy ended last season... Deciding that her and Andrew Nalos were going to be a thing. Except, uh, second best character <laughs> ever. Andrew Nalos' yes. father, who's like, you know, now that Mittens is gone, well, he's going to be gone now, too. Damn. They keep taking away the best people from us. Um, so, we find out that Andrew Nalos spent the entire summer in Europe, and um, the Reverend Annie suggests that it's because... Andrew Nalos's father just wanted to keep her, keep Andrew away from Lucy so much that he spent all this money to send his son on a three-month vacation just to keep him from Lucy. So she's all excited. She's like, it's going to be the best senior year ever. She puts on low, low top. And when I say low, I mean low. Oh, yeah, very little top, very low. This was, I guess, the beginning of, like, Lowrider jeans, like yeah. ones that are hip huggers, I guess. Those are, is that what they were called? Um, yeah, it looks like she's going to a club and not to... Her first day of dance. senior year. Yeah. Um, and she's so excited to see him. Um, we also she, learn... I'm um, sorry, not, don't mean to kind of no. cut you off, but um, that they weren't actually together during the summer. They had like some sort of agreement where they would, said, don't ask, don't tell. Like, yeah. you know, what? do whatever you want. Because, like, I'm in a different place, continent. But we won't talk about it, and then when we get, when we're back to get, like, back at school together, then it'll just be us. Yeah. Um, so we learn that Lucy, because she was angry at Andrew Nilas's father for taking Andrew away from her, went on a date every single night. Yeah. Which, I didn't know there were that many boys in Glen Oak. Yeah, different boy every night, apparently. Like, who's left at her school now? That's the... Yeah. Uh, so she gets to school and she's, she sees some guys and she's like, oh, have you seen Andrew Nalos? And they say, oh, haven't you heard? He's not coming back from Europe because he met someone while he was there. And now his dad is like paying for him to move there. So Lucy is very, very upset. Um, she has a heart to heart with the Rev because, um, yeah. And the Rev kind (laughs) of gives her... The advice being like, look, 
you did everything you did this summer because you were mad at the wrong person. Um, so, so again, the misplaced anger. anger. Yeah. So I think what you need to do is you need to confront the person you're actually angry with, which is Andrew Nielsen's father. So she calls him up. Yes. And and we have some. Do- it's it's yeah. do- it's a bonus. There's dog acting, and Andrew Nielsen's father. Um. So Andrew Nielsen's father says like, oh, no, he is coming back. I'm picking up at, him up at the airport tonight. I'll let him know that you called or whatever. She basically apologizes to him. He says, I don't know if she's a saint or a she-devil, which I think is great. Um, And she's like, I'm sorry for whatever I did to make you hate me. And we have another line of him saying, this is, I think, the second time I've done something very stupid. Um, So Andrew shows up at the house, at the Camden house, and Lucy's really happy because she thinks it's the beginning of her, like, magical senior year. We find out that he did something very stupid because he says it. Um, he met a girl because he was angry at Lucy for seeing all these different guys all the time because he found out from his friends. And so he met a girl and he ended up going all the way with her and now she's pregnant. And he's moving to Provence to because he's got to go raise his friend's child. Actually, she's from Ohio, but she has family in... Uh, France. So, so they're staying. So they're yeah. staying in France. My question is: So he flew back from France to tell Lucy that he's staying in France. He probably had to get some of his belongings and stuff. If he just went for a three month trip, he might, you know. Yeah, but I'm assuming. Or to say goodbye to his father or her, something. Her fa- his father, who can afford to send him on a three month trip to Europe, can pay to ship his stuff. Or just go himself with the stuff and yeah. see his son. Well, maybe he just wanted to go say goodbye to everybody. He's good. Oh, yeah, he, I guess He so. left and thought he was taking a vacation, that's and true, then it just true. was turning into the rest of his life. Maybe he just was like, oh, okay. you know, he also probably already had the flight booked to come um, back. And I'm really sad because this is the last of Will Estes, but also very sad. And his father. Also very sad that this is probably the one romance that the show... Really yeah. missed out on. We never saw it through. And they had such amazing chemistry. That's what we were told over Except and over again. we never actually got to see it. This is such like a, a, I don't know, like, not that I thought that we were going to get like a season of them dating or something, but I feel like all the buildup for, like, they spent more than half a season on the Andrew Lucy, like it was the undercurrent of Lucy's entire season last season. Mm-hmm. And then this is our finally their chance to get together and they don't. I guess this is... Um, what is it? A theme of Seventh Heaven, if we think about future seasons. Not to bring up future heartache for you, Aaron. Oh. Oh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, that's Lucy's storyline. We'll go to Simon next. Uh, Simon, who has completely changed his look. Yeah, he looks very... He's, like, not a little boy anymore. This is the first... Yeah. <laughs> he, um... Oh, I want to say we, I missed this with Lucy's, but um, in the beginning of the episode, when they're doing like the guests, like whoever else is starring and they're doing the credits. Everybody, uh, it just showed all the kids getting ready for school. Yeah. And they were all listening to music and like dancing in their own way. But because whatever music they used when they aired it, they didn't have like the copyright for it to put it on distribution or whatever. They put different music on top, so you can tell because Beverly Mitchell is singing along to something that does not match up with what yeah. is being played. 
she also has a garbage poster on the background of her room. I bet it was something that was very, very popular at the time, and that's why it's probably something that's very expensive, right. too. So I wonder what it was. If you guys know, if you guys remember, or if you for some reason have, like, the original. <laughs> Would it be on the deep? No, not on the um, DVDs. I don't think so. Um, okay, well, if you, like, recorded this on a VHS when it first aired, <laughs> and you can somehow watch that VHS... Um, please, please get in touch with us. Do so. Uh, so moving back to Simon. So his storyline is pretty brief. He's nervous for the first day of school because Dina has moved to another state. Nigel is apparently in a different lives in a different school district. So he's like, I have no friends going into high school. Um, it's safe to say we're never going to see Nigel again. Different. Oh wait, we know that no, already. We know that, yeah. Um, so. Uh, Simon is, like, set up. He's like, I'm going to have no friends. High school is going to be terrible. Um, So he goes, and they don't really... I I don't know. It doesn't seem terrible, because the first thing that happens is he runs into Jim, um, who, if you remember, was the guy who whose father died. Yes. And he played football, but he cried... As well, that was like the whole the whole. This was the episode where about like where cry- boys crying is okay. Yeah, um, so he uh, invites Simon. He has a broken leg. Just side note, um, and he's also got a super like Y two K hair style. He's got just like the top part of his head is like totally bleach blonde. So he invites Simon to he he's we find out that he's on the high school football team. Um, and some of the guys from the football team are going that night to TP one of the cheerleaders' houses, and they invite him. And we don't see his response, but we find out later that he accepted because he's just trying to make friends and fit in. So why, like, don't turn down an opportunity to hang out with people, I guess. So you take some toilet paper after a convoluted, convoluted lie to Annie about why he needs toilet paper, and he puts it in his bag, and... Um, the Rev walks in, and this is the same time when he's having his conversation with Lucy, and he notices that Simon um, has toilet paper in his bag. And because, again, the Rev has his misplaced anger with Annie, he decides that even though he knows it's best to tell Simon not to do this, he says it's okay and lets Simon go. And this is, like, the Rev's, I did something really stupid moment. Yeah. Um, so the next we see of Simon is when the doorbell rings and Sergeant Michaels has brought Simon and Jim home because they were caught TPing the house. And Sergeant Michaels is like, oh, you're lucky I got the call or else they would have been uh, picked up for, like, destruction of property or something. Um, and we find out that, I don't know, the, the cops came and then, like, Simon did the right thing because Jim had dropped his crutches, so so Jim couldn't get away, and Simon stayed with him. Then we find out some backs... Then the, the Simon, the Rev, and Jim are eating pie, and Jim is, like, we find out that Jim was in some sort of Big Brother program and that his mother is, like, dating the guy who was his big brother, and he's upset about it, and he was acting out because of that, and he's like, but now I need to own up to my actions and I need to go call my mother. So misplaced anger again. Yeah. Um and I think what we're supposed to gather here is it's the beginning of a brand new friendship for Simon because Simon goes, Oh I made a new friend and it's Jim, even though Jim's not a new friend. No, Jim like is not really I mean he comes back but like not in 
Same. Not like the way that like Nigel would be like tied into plots or like Dina was like tied into. Right, right. You know, it's just like at school, whatever. Um, so that's it for Simon. Yeah, that brings us to Ruthie, who's leading the resistance. Right. I just want to mention before we get to Ruthie um, that the Rev and Annie kind of resolve their issues in that the Rev, as we said, understands that he's not mad at Annie, he's mad at Mary. He apologizes to Annie, and we presume that Annie will continue going to school and that the Rev will not forbid her from doing so. Uh, So Ruthie's storyline starts with really her getting to school in the fourth grade and finding out that her new teacher is not a new teacher, but an old teacher. It's the teacher that called her stupid in season three has been... No, this was last season. Oh, I meant to say third grade. I did it again. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, the, the same teacher from third grade who called her stupid has now been promoted with the class to fourth grade. Miss Riddle, Mrs. Riddle. So she immediately stands up and she's like, excuse me, I have to go. I am sick. And she runs out of the classroom. Um, she's kind of moping around at home. And finally, there's a scene where she tells... The Rev and Annie, and she's like, I am angry. And Annie and the Rev are like, we are always here to listen to you. And, she you know. She says something that, like, kind of went over my head. So maybe, I don't know if you understood what she meant. She says, I feel, I'm feel i feeling so, like, bad right now that I'm going to do something that I really shouldn't. I was like, what does that mean? She's going to kill her teacher. I don't, like, I was like, what does it mean? Uh, especially because then she brings up gun shootings. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I, like, so I was like, I don't understand. Oh, I didn't even. Oh, now that's. Oh, that's strange now. Right. So anyway, the Rev and Annie handle this by they tell because they're like, you'll always be hurt or whatever. So they go to the school and they tell the like the principal makes it so that I don't know. The, te- the teacher is like Ruthie Camden needs an outlet to express herself. So Ruthie gets up and she stands on the teacher's desk and she pulls out a list of grievances. Yeah, she's like, I'm not only angry because I'm, I thought I would never see Mrs. Riddle again, but I will. And she called, she calls us names, but also all of these reasons. And she's like, are we sick of being told to be quiet? And all the kids are like, yes. And she's like, are we sick of being called stupid? And the kids chant and she lists all these things about like the food in the cafeteria. And she's like... We don't even feel safe at school. Like, aren't you afraid you're going to get shot? Um, and she just, like... About, like, whole... kids going hungry, about kids being abused, and, like... So we... I think the whole point of that was supposed to be, like, Ruthie's angry at her teacher for these things that are out of the teacher's control. Like, again, misplaced anger. But also, Ruthie has a legitimate reason to be angry at that teacher. Right, right. So, um, that... I don't know. Um, and then at the end, all of the kids are, like, chanting Ruthie's name. And then the Rev and Annie, like, look at each other and they're like, what? <laughs> but for some reason, they're, like, really proud of her. And then the principal turns to them she's, and he's like, I will do whatever I can to get her out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, our plan worked. And I was like, hijinks, question <laughs> mark. Was this serious or was this supposed to be humorous? And she even calls it a revolution. She's like, yes. She's like, she's- I- this is not about finding a new teacher. Like, this is not about change. Like, us, the adults changing. It's about a revolution. Well, I mean, a lot of it, some of it is actually about like education reform. She's like, we should be allowed to like learn about what we want to learn about and to have individualized assignments because, like, if we're willing to do them, why can't they, you know, 
cater our education to our needs. And, like, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, it came out of freaking nowhere. But I guess this is, like, pretty... I know what they're setting... Well, I know what they're setting up for Ruthie, so... I mean, you could get in the, in the opening credits... It, it, She's, like, wearing a school uniform, yeah. so... Um, but this is, I think it, like, is actually pretty much a common theme, I feel like, at least in the couple, last couple of seasons, she kind of has a big moment in each season, like, premiere, like that dance routine <laughs> yeah. in season three. Um, but that is the season premiere. I don't really think, or I guess, like, you know that things have been set up for all the characters. Yeah. I re- I only really see, like, the Mary setup. Uh, but otherwise, I feel like what we see is, like, the end of chapters for other characters. Like, Matt no longer has is tied to Heather. Lucy's no longer tied to Andrew. Was she ever, though? Right. Well, we don't have that, like, hanging yeah. over her head anymore. We see Simon is, it needs to now enter He's the... He's trying pro- to move on, right? Yeah. And I guess Ruthie... Ruthie's really coming into her own, like we said. Yeah. Um, so what would you rate this episode? Uh... 3.5, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, I think I'm also going 3. Point. No, you know what? I'll give it a 4. Um, all right. So, we are going to be tackling Season 5 for the foreseeable future. Uh, and we come to you with podcasts every Wednesday and Saturday. You can listen to us. At SoundCloud.com backslash CamdenCast or on the uh, Apple iTunes podcast app. Uh, and you can follow us on social media uh, on Instagram and Twitter at CamdenCastShow. You can send us an email at CamdenCast at gmail.com, or you can follow us or like, like us on Facebook, um, and that's just CamdenCast. So I am Erin. I'm Tammy, and this is CamdenCast. I know there's no greater feeling than the love.